Hello, Worth Workers! Welcome back to Trust Your Worth. This is the podcast that helps you tap into the power of knowing your worth. I am Brittany, and thank you so much for joining me today. Last week, we came up with our definition of self-worth, and just as a reminder... Your self-worth is unchanging. It is knowing you are enough, just as you are, that you have always been enough, and you always will be. And then I asked you for the worth work last week to see what things you have been tying your worth to. Is it another person's validation? Is it how well you do in school, at work, in your sports? Is it how clean your house is? Are you enough if your house is clean or not? (laughs) So what are some of the things that you were tying your worth to? And then I asked you to take that power back by first recognizing it and then trying to change your patterns of thinking. And thank you so much for those of you who reached out. Your insights were awesome. And I'm so excited that it was helpful. And I love this community of learning with each other and growing together. I definitely want to keep hearing from you, so keep reaching out. Um, You can find me on Instagram or at trustyourworth.com. So today we are talking specifically about the trust part and trust your worth. When I began my worth journey, I had the hardest time believing myself because I just had these bad habits of patterns of negative thinking. So my whole life, I've been putting myself last, and it was so hard to put myself first and also to change that negative self-talk to positive self-talk and then believe that positive self-talk. For example, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd be brushing my teeth, and I would, I would, I wouldn't even look at myself in the mirror. It was hard for me to look at myself because in my heart of hearts, I hated myself. And when I would look at myself and just, you know, sit there and take a good look, I would think, and this is awful, but I would think to myself, wow, what a fat, ugly cow. Who would ever love you? Or you're actually a fugly beast. Like you do not deserve to be loved. These are things I would say to myself in my head when I think about it. It's awful. I wouldn't even say that to someone I don't like. Horrible. A horrible way to talk about myself. And yet I was doing it every day because I genuinely hated myself. And that's an awful place to be. And it's very hard to trust someone you hate. So I had no self-trust and changing it was really hard. So I I remember when I started, okay, I'm going to do some affirmations. I'm going to look myself in the mirror and I'm going to tell baby Britty Boo, hey baby girl, you are so beautiful. You are wonderful. You're an amazing person. Let's go have a great day today. And I <laughs> like, Brittany, you're so beautiful. <laughs> I would just laugh like, uh, <laughs> good one. And compliments too would make me so uncomfortable. So I'd be like, oh, Brit, you're so great. <laughs> sure. No, in one ear, out the other. Wouldn't accept them. But slowly the coolest thing started to happen. As I started to believe myself more, to trust myself more, naturally, I became more confident. 
For example, I'm a bit of a bigger girl, and also I have a hard time trusting men, which I'm sure we're going to unpack in a future episode, but I had that belief, if you wear black, you're going to look thinner. Uh, I wanted to be trendy enough to fit in, but enough to be unnoticeable. Like, I genuinely wanted no one to look at me, especially men. Like, I feared men looking at me, so I would be as ugly to them as possible. So I would dress like a dude a lot, which is no shade to anybody who does, but, like, my comfort was I'm going to be a grungy gal. Like, I'm just going to live in my sweats, and I'm going to not really to care about my appearance like these eyebrows these eyelashes never would have done but then slowly I was like no oh I would see a picture of myself and be like oh I'm actually pretty <laughs> didn't realize it then I was like oh cool and then slowly uh, I was thinking you know I'm just gonna dress for myself and I started to wear pink because I feel powerful in pink it's my power color and I love it and I'm just going to make everything pink. And everything in my room is pink now. And I stepped really hard into that feminine energy. And I'm having the funnest time literally wearing whatever the frick I want. So sometimes I'm a trendy, like, dressy, like a boy stuff. Because I still find it really comfortable. And I love the bagginess. And I'm happy that it's very in trend right now. And sometimes I'm very in my feminine energy. I'm wearing my pink power suit or this is my literal favorite shirt I'm wearing. I know you can't see me right now, but um, it's literally a sleeping shirt from Target. And nobody knows, but not everybody knows. But <laughs> every time there's an event, I literally <laughs> am in this shirt like, oh, semi-formal, this shirt. Oh, a fun party, this shirt. <laughs> like every picture from last year is in this shirt, so... I don't know, just wear what you love. Like I began to just dress for myself because I loved it, because it made me happy and it's changed everything. I'm just confident and happy. I don't care what others think about me and it's a great time. But the belief and trust in myself came slowly and with hard work, but I promise you, you can do it. I was searching YouTube for videos on self-worth and I came across an excellent video which became my guide on how to trust myself. And I'm so grateful I found it. So I want to share some of the things in it for you today. Just summarize it really. But if you have the time, please go watch it. I'm going to link it in the show notes. This video is entitled How to Build Self-Trust After a Lifetime of Self-Abandonment. It's by Heidi Preeb. Heidi did go to school for this. So if you want her credentials, just check out her channel on YouTube. Heidi Preeb. Again, I will link it, so please go watch it. This first behavior kind of goes like this. I'll tell you a story. So I have planned time with my friend. I'm like, sis, we're going to the gym. We're going to make it happen this year. Let's do it. So 5 a.m. comes. I text her, yo, we're doing this, right? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't today. I, whatever. Gives her excuse. I'm like, okay, no worries. We'll try. Let's try again tomorrow. So we're like, let's pick a different time, maybe not 5 a.m. <laughs> we don't have to be so ambitious. <laughs> I'm a night owl, so let's do nighttime. So the next day comes around. It's a different time. We're like, okay, time to go to gym. I'm about to head over there. It's, I get another message. She's like, I'm sorry, sis. Can't make it. <sighs> So-and-so came up. I I won't be coming to the gym today. So I'm like, oh, oh, this is two days in a row. Like, we made this agreement. Fine, I'm just going to go to the gym. I'll do cardio, whatever. I'll do it with her. She's like, well, okay, do you, do you want to go tomorrow then? She's like, yes, of course. 
I promise you I'm going to be there. Next day, I'm at the gym. And I'm like, sis, where are you? You said you were going to be here. And sis doesn't even answer me. Rude. And then hours later, I get a text. So sorry, I can't make it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh. Do you think I think this person is reliable? Absolutely not. I am pissed because they have let me down thrice. No, thank you. So I'm just going to find a different gym buddy who's going to show up for me. Well, friends, we do this all the time to ourselves when we make promises to ourselves and we don't keep them. So that other friend that was not showing up at the gym, she was me. This is just a parable. To really emphasize the point that like, it's just as bad when you when you don't keep your promises to yourself. So see how frustrated you are if that was a real person? Well, like, you need to you need to show yourself love. So Heidi says, the solution is this for 30 days, you pick something small, something you can do. So for example, 30 days, I'm going to make my bed no matter what. And this exercise is not to bring you happiness. It is to teach yourself how to trust yourself. That the only reason you're doing it is because I said I was going to do it. I promised myself I was going to make my bed every day, so I'm going to make it. Again, not about happiness. It's about learning that self-trust. So like, if you pick something 15 days in and you're like, actually, I want to change it. I'm going to write in my journal for five minutes a day. Nope. Make your bed. Why? Because you promised yourself. Don't break that promise to yourself. You're going to be so much more confident in your own promises when you do this exercise. All right, I found this video. And then I was thinking my overachiever brain was like, okay, because I initially was just going to make my bed every day. (laughs) I was like, no, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it hard. I'm going to go all out. So I decided to do 75 hard like a crazy person for those of you who don't know 75 hard is they phrase it as a mental challenge because it is in the end it is because mentally you have to be so strong to to keep these commitments because it is an unsustainable lifestyle so you have to do these things every single day and if you miss one you have to start over so the first thing is you have to take a picture every day track your progress great Second one, you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. So I picked Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Love that book. Read 10 pages of it. Amazing. An amazing time. I loved reading it. Third thing, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. So a full milk jug, four liters of water every day, no matter what. Fourth, you have to stick to a diet. So they don't care what it is. You choose the diet. I was going to do keto, but I picked intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting allowed me room to like live my life. So my friends were all, let's go get some bubble tea. I just had to plan what my eating window was so I could still enjoy hanging with my friends, but eat whatever, basically. The last thing you have to do is you have to have two workouts a day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outside. So every morning I would go for a walk, 45 minutes. I loved my morning walks. I would listen to audiobooks. And I would just enjoy that time to myself. Sometimes I would just walk and think. Like, I really enjoyed that outdoor walk. And then at nighttime, I would go to the gym, hit those weights hard, cardio. Amazing. So I'm doing this journey. It's going great. And then, of course, day 15, it gets freaking hard. It's 5 in the morning. I went to bed at 1. I've had 4 hours of sleep. And the reason I went to bed at 1, bad planning. But... (laughs) 
It's five in the freaking morning. I wake myself up. No one's making me do this. I'm like, I have to do my walk at five because I have to leave for work at 630. So if I don't get it done and get my stretching and then eat my breakfast, it's not going to happen. So I'm lying there in bed and I'm about to cry because it's hard. And I'm thinking, no, I promise myself I'm freaking doing this. So I get my bed out of bed and I did it. I did this for 25 days and unfortunately I had to stop because I injured my hammy and my Achilles. Basically, (laughs) I had injured my arm at work um, with tennis elbow so I couldn't really lift weights with my arms. (laughs) So I was doing double legs like I was doing legs all the time. So obviously my legs came out (laughs) because I was like a walk in the morning and (laughs) and then cardio or leg workout. So not a good mix, but I definitely do want to finish this challenge. I'm going to try it again in the summer because here in Edmonton, it's freaking freezing and nobody wants to be working out outside. So no, thank you. But when I tell you the confidence this challenge gave me, because I knew if I could do this, I could keep this promise to myself. I'm doing it only because I want to freaking do it. Oh my days, I felt unstoppable. The confidence. So if I can do this, I can I can do anything. I can go, I mean, I'm going to go skydiving. That's scary. I'm going to do it though. One day. <laughs> you know, I just felt so powerful because I was keeping my commitments to myself. For the first time, realistically, I was doing something tangible that was for me. I was doing it for me. No one was making me do it. And I loved it. And it was exciting. So don't go ham like me. Don't be crazy. Do something tiny, tiny, whether it's like 30 days, one minute of meditation, however you want. 30 days, uh, I'm going to do my five minute journal every morning, no matter what, I'm going to do it. 30 days, I'm going to take my vitamins every day. So keep it so small because you will overwhelm yourself (laughs) if you try to go ham. (laughs) But give it a try. Tell me how it goes. I really want to know because it changed so much for me. It made myself a priority and I kept my promises to myself and there is confidence that comes from trusting yourself. I just want to share this quote because I found it the other day and was like, this is great. It makes so much sense. Especially because when you don't trust yourself, it just brings a plethora of problems. Quote, The opposite of uncertainty isn't certainty. It's self-trust. Trying to control the future is a battle you'll never win. So instead of seeking certainty, seek self-trust. Tell yourself, I don't know what will happen in a year. I don't know what the future holds. What I do know is I trust I'll be able to handle whatever does happen. I trust I'll have my best interests at heart. I trust that I will try my best. I trust myself, so I know I'll be okay. Close quote. And that's how I felt doing this challenge. That I had so much confidence in my own abilities that I was making my life happen. It wasn't happening to me. I was making it. And that is a powerful change especially when you feel like life is just happening to you. You have no idea what's going on. Don't know. I'm scared of what the day will bring. This will take that fear right out. 
because you are in control. You can do this. I promise you, it's going to be amazing. Please try this out. Tell me everything. I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay, step two deals with when you're in a dysregulated emotional state. When you are thrown into your fight or flight, you're going to react differently than when you're, you're chill and you feel safe. Obviously, if you're in fight or flight, you're anxious, you're scared, you're going to react to protect yourself. So your reactions aren't going to be the most ideal. And it is hard to for, not forgive yourself, but to give yourself kindness for those very natural reactions. So step two is recognize when you are in a dysregulated emotional state, accept that your reactions will be heightened. And instead of forcing yourself to have the day you planned, give yourself grace to change the plans according to the energy you actually have. I am going to talk about tokens all the time on this podcast. What I mean by tokens, my therapist taught me this, we have a finite amount of tokens. So at all times, we are either spending those tokens or we are replenishing them. Emotional tokens. Work takes almost all of my emotional tokens because I'm an introvert, but I have to talk to people. I'm a dental hygienist, so everything. Hi, how's it going? How's your day? Welcome. I get my, <laughs> my work voice. So nice to see you. Thanks for coming today. My name's Brittany. I'm going to clean your teeth. Awesome. I spend almost all my tokens at work. I get home and I am almost fresh out. So in order to replenish those emotional tokens I spent, I need to be alone for like 30 minutes. I need to line my bed. I need to just like chill and do nothing. I need to feed myself. So these certain things, basically being alone for a bit, replenish my emotional tokens as an introvert. So you can also spend tokens socially, physically, emotionally. Those are probably like the main three categories. And now you'll know what I mean when I talk about tokens, specifically for this story to illustrate point two, I am out of emotional and social tokens. Every Tuesday, my church has drop-in volleyball. I love volleyball. It's so fun. I'm on two teams. Like, volleyball is life. I get home from work really late because it's my late shift. I'm fresh out of tokens. I should have known then. Like, I even had the thought, ooh, I kind of don't want to go to volleyball. But I didn't listen because I also thought... (laughs) No, I love volleyball. Exercise is good for me. Exercise will help me feel happier. I, It's super fun. Great time. No, it's going to be something I'm going to enjoy. So I go with my two roommates, my good friends. And as soon as I walk in, I think, oh no, I've made a mistake. I have no tokens for anything right now. So I'm just like thin skin. No matter what happens, I'm going to be upset. So I start playing, I get even more upset because it's frustrating, like it's all skill levels, people aren't passing you the ball, whatever, and I'm about to cry because I'm just at my wit's end. And then my friend is like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, but I will be, it's fine, blah, 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 let's just keep playing. And then like five minutes later, I literally have to run to the bathroom and cry and just let it out because all my tokens are gone. And I decided to draw from an empty banking out. (laughs) And it didn't work out. Basically, step two is trying to recognize sooner when you're out of tokens and then give yourself grace to change the plan. So what should I have done? I should just be like, you know what, guys, you guys go have fun. I just can't tonight. I'm going to do something else. Thanks so much. And then I should just 
I still want to exercise though because I made that commitment. So I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go lift weights alone in the gym, blah, blah, blah. Anything but volleyball because volleyball is a very social sport and I didn't have any social tokens left. And I did it anyways. So be kind to yourself and again, try and recognize and then change the plan. So give yourself that grace because life isn't perfect. Things are going to come your way. Be kind to yourself. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is it is hard to trust yourself when others around you cannot trust you either. This step will cure your overpromising and your underdelivering. And cool part, it's going to prevent you from making decisions based on fear and anxiety. So Heidi explains the reason why you say yes to people in the moment. And it's because you want to please that person when they're like, will you please come to my volleyball game? You're like, yes, I would love to. And they're happy and you're happy that you made them happy. And then later you're like, oh my gosh, I can't actually go to this volleyball game. I don't have the tokens. And so you send them a text saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. I, whatever. I had some homework that I I forgot about. So I have to do that. I'm so sorry. Good luck on your game. And because you were not there to see your friend's disappointment you don't have to feel as bad or as guilty for disappointing them for not coming to the, their game. You didn't see them cry because you weren't at their volleyball game and they're devastated. So you don't really feel as bad. So that is why we keep saying yes and then canceling later because we, we don't f- suffer the full consequences. So in order to cure this, this is what we have to do. For 30 days, you are going to do whatever you say yes to. Every time you say yes, you are committing to do it. 100% of the time, you are going to do it. And you're like, Britt, that's crazy. That seems impossible. Well, maybe it does sound crazy. But the great thing is, if you are going to do everything you say yes to, then it means you're going to get really good at saying no to things. You're going to have to learn how to say no. (laughs) this will also teach you what you really want because there are certain things I automatically know I absolutely do not want to do and I am not going to people please and say yes when I don't want to do it because if I am committing to always go do whatever I say yes to then I will be amazing at saying no this also makes it very important for you to ask way better questions about what things you are agreeing to. So making sure you're getting all the information that you need to make a good decision. For example, my friend says, hey, Britt, you want to go on a hike this weekend? We're going to just climb a mountain. It's like a three-hour hike. Okay, great. Sure. Yeah, of course. I'd love to go. Later, the day is upcoming. The night before, I text her, okay, where am I meeting you for this hike? And then I get a text saying, okay, so we're meeting 4.30 at my place. It's going to be a three-hour drive. And then we'll hike the mountain and then we'll probably be back at like 10 o'clock tonight. Excuse me? What? This is a full day excursion? Nobody told me I had to drive three hours there, three hours back. The hike itself is the hike itself only three hours or is it three hours up and three hours down? Ah, what did I commit to? I'm climbing a mountain. I'm doing a full day excursion when I literally thought I was only spending three hours doing this. What I should have done is ask better questions. So when my friend asks me, hey, Britt, do you want to go on a three-hour hike? I will ask, "Uh, when is it? Saturday, cool. 
Um, where is it? Banff. Oh, that's three hours away. So, um, how long is the hike? Oh, it's three hours up and three hours down. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is a full day excursion now. Oh, (laughs) you know what? Thank you so much for thinking of me, but no, thank you. I hope you guys have such a great time. So you don't have to be rude about it. You can say no kindly. Make sure you ask great questions so you get all the information you need to know. And then you can make an educated decision on if you actually want to do it or if you don't want to do it. And if you don't want to do it, don't feel bad when you say no because you didn't want to do it. Okay, worth workers, let's talk about the worth work we are going to do. First, I want you to do one small thing for 30 days just because you promised yourself you were going to do it. So remember, keep it small, keep it tiny. And this is not about happiness. This is about learning how to trust yourself. Second, you are going to try and recognize your dysregulated emotional states and give yourself grace when you have to change the activity based on how much energy or how many tokens you have at the time. So be kind to yourself. You can do it. Third, for 30 days or just, you know, forever, indefinitely, (laughs) you are going to start keeping every commitment that you say yes to. And this will help you discern what you actually want to do. And it will help you say no to the things you really don't want to do. Okay, I'm so excited for y'all to do this worth work. I'm also so excited to hear about it. So please let me know how it's going. Uh, You can find me at trustyourworth.com or on Instagram at trust underscore your underscore worth. Thank you so much for listening this week. I will catch you next time. If no one has told you today, you are needed, you are loved, and don't forget to trust your worth. Okay, love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.